sank the dark clouds deeper and ran the wild moon hunting alive with fur and feather as omen apparition we left the moon suspended and leapt back onto the ground Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Antipodean Arts Podcast. So I want everyone who's listening to just take a moment, wherever you are listening to this podcast right now, take some deep breaths, grow those roots out of your toes into the earth, let them grind on down towards the centre of the planet, draw up that energy and feel present in this moment. And today, um, back in West End here in Brisbane, I want to acknowledge the country that Fio and I sit on and, and, and have the privilege to speak on today. Um, here in West End, in the Kurupa, on this side of the Miwa, the land of the Yagara and Turrbal people, with respect, we acknowledge that we are here today. We give thanks and blessings to the ancestors of place, the spirits, the animals, the elements, and to the elders present and emerging. Thank you, Brody Ann. Welcome. We haven't done this for a while. Look at your beautiful face. I know. It's so nice to be here because... It's so wonderful to see you. The last two or three sessions were Zoom mm-hmm. and it's just not the same. Mm-mm. It's good. Like, obviously, you know, Zoom is great. Um, it does a lot of things and it has its limits. Mm-hmm. And I think Zoom works well when we work within its limits. Mm-hmm. And um, But podcasting, like, there's a sound quality. Totally. That can only happen like this. Yeah. And also just, like, being here with you. Being present and also, like, yeah, little yeah. glitches and things that you find yourself, yeah, yeah speaking mm. over each other or missing missing That's little true. things. And, yeah, we, but we did our best. We did. And also, like, <laughs> this is our, we're now in our second year, you know, where, where witches, we, be, we began this project and endeavour at, at, at Southern Samhain in May 2019. And here we are in May 2020. Mm-hmm. And this is our 25th episode, mm-hmm. which means we basically came together and we produced and gave and offered an episode almost every fortnight of um, the past 365 days. So that's super great. I feel really proud of I that. I feel super proud. In the midst proud. of all of our lives. Yeah. And what we've all been going through globally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. So how are you? Like, I haven't seen you in a while. Look at my face. <laughs> Have you seen how different? I don't know. Well, one... All my, I haven't dyed my hair since he saw me. See, I, you always like, you always look like you're changing. I know. So it's like. People can't, yeah. Like. It's all growing out. And I think that I'm right, letting this blood. happen. Yeah. So I have I this totally amazing forgot. black <laughs> hair with blonde regrowth. But about. It's hot, people. It's, I know. Fucking. Oh, I'm a peach right now. But I, I'm embracing it. I actually. I think I'm going to keep this going. I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. Like, I know it's been. 
I'm going to let it's my part hair of it grow changing. out. Yeah. yeah. I think because we both went in different. Yeah. 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 So what, how have you been like, I don't want to belittle anything. So how have you, mm. how have you been finding ways to um, find center to kind of reconjure mm. mindfulness to navigate chaos and Ugh. uncertainty on, on a good day? During quarantine, I'm successfully doing that mm-hmm. with methods such as keeping ritual, mm-hmm. keeping some semblance of an order to the day, even if, it, you know, um, trying to be more present in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I have, you know, disconnected in a way from the world too, which helps. Mm-hmm. Um Honestly, walking barefoot, even if it's really cold in the morning, has been really important. Yeah. <laughs> and thank the gods I've been in lockdown with Damien and with Moose because there's nothing like an animal to remind you, like, shit hasn't changed, Mom. Like, breakfast is at 6.30, then we go for a walk in the park, then we have snuggles and, and yeah, you know, watch coffee. Grounding. Then we have, you know, and he'll look at me if I'm not doing it as if, like, He's, he's, a, he's a man of, you know, he's a Taurus like his father. So he's very like, <laughs> he gets mucked up if his schedule's out. So he's been very grounding. He's been, and there's been days where, because I'm also in a bit of a, everything's up in the air. Um, my car, we're getting a new car, well, new to us. Um, so my old car, there was no point in paying registration or anything for it for another six months when there's only an overlap of like two weeks. So I had to take the plates off my car last week. So I'm like walking everywhere and catching the bus and stuff like at uni and I actually really like it. <laughs> That's been good too. So yeah, just been doing that. So sometimes I've woken up and gone, okay, I really need to go and buy some fish for moose or there's a purpose to a, an, an errand. Things like that have been really good. But of ritual and walking barefoot, hugging my tree. I have a I have a friend that I visit in the morning. Um so many books and podcasts. So much. I don't know about you. I mean, you've been working so much too, so I feel like I've been a bit spoiled. Well, because in some respects, like your your work didn't change, whereas mine was pretty much off. So I um could you know I had the luxury of being able to lose myself in a few good stories how about you like yeah so yeah my work has increased um and there have been days that I know some of my beloveds have been a little worried about me and I've been a little worried about me because when I get into work I get into work Mm. I have this way in which I just go for it. Like I can get a bit hawk minded mm-hmm. and I just am like a peregrine falcon. Right. <laughs> um, and look, it's been good, thorough work. Like I love my work. I feel grateful for my work. And every time I say it, I see a capital W. Nice. Right. Like that's how I, that's yes. how I hold it. Yeah. Um, and there, and I'm very grateful to be like, my work connects me. It's not, it's like, while I might be hawk minded, what it actually does, like doing my work actually opens me mm-hmm. um, to connection and community and networking in really real ways. And what I'm constantly in awe of is the power of um, doing it via distance, because even though I, so I've gotten really used to working within the limits of that, but like what is profound within that container, like I have 
wept on Zoom. I have gone so deep into ecstatic states with people on Zoom. I have been able to lead rituals on Zoom that work. Mm. And what I always remind people is that Zoom doesn't take away that we are a body in a place, mm. that we are body in place. This is the most real destination. Yeah. And what Zoom or platforms like Zoom allow us to do is allow us to like conjure in, to me, it feels witchy. Like if I can just close my eyes and forget about what's actually achieving it. Although that too is sacred. Like all of those technological advancements that humans have made in order to enact these things. I think that's really sacred and clever and very Mm. mercurial and very Hermes and very masterful. Um, And there's something about being able to work with that to like right now, even as I hear my own voice, like it's like echoing in like a cave and it like, Mm. um, it just takes me to a place of, deep, deep magic, yeah. like literally between the worlds, but yep. still body and place. Makes sense with, yeah. the, with the medium. Yeah. So, I, so that's been profound. I've had some profound insights based on that. Um, I'm so lucky to have had it. This has been the first time I've used Zoom. Ah. So it's been awesome. And I think that was the first ritual I had done via Zoom was the full moon. Oh, you came to that full moon Yes. And I did a a concert with some people from Witch Camp and we've been singing and performing together. I know. And this is all really new for me. So I was um, pleasantly surprised by how, how much we all locked in and how much I felt a part of uh, a ritual, like circle. I felt like no different, really. Yeah, that, that time, that for yeah. that full moon, especially because I was already on fire. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> if you can bring it, like if you're doing the work and leaning in, it Mm-mm. will work. That's what I've discovered. And um, mm. yeah, Wildwood just had our um, our Sawin Beltane Council over three days, which is you know trying to get witches from different continents of our tradition together to talk about some very real shit. And we did that like from one day we ha- we went from nine a.m. to nine p.m. You know, with bio breaks and. But, but that, and then the next day from nine till five, no, so six. And we were discussing really intense, gritty things and also doing ritual, like all of the stuff. And afterwards I felt like all, all on zoom. And afterwards I felt like I had taken psychedelics. Yeah. Like I was like, that is the one thing open. that I have to say is that, yeah. And that's where I've had to kind of, I thought again, it goes up and down in waves and that has to do with, you know, everything around us and what, you know, uh, what triggers have happened, what, you know, information has come into my life, that table, that stuff. We're doing our best and also trying to feel of use. I love how you're saying that it was been, it's been work with a capital W because it's been important to do work yeah. and that has changed everything. Oh, look at that. That was a nice sound. Dang, that was, was like, beautiful. What was that? I bought it. It's a, a pearl pen. Yeah. It looks like the moon. Yeah. Looks like the moon. And on another note, you know, astrologically as a, as a, as a deeply, um, at, at this point, really fucking committed student of astrology. Like I look <laughs> at charts every day. Um, and I read about astrology every day. Um, currently we are in this interesting part of this year of this 2020 calendar year where Pluto is retrograde in Capricorn. Jupiter is retrograde in Capricorn. Saturn just went into retrograde um, in the first degree degree of Aquarius and is going to go back into Capricorn. And Venus is retrograding in the sign of Gemini. So, Mm. and then Mars will retrograde in, um, I think it's in September and um, will be in Aries for a long time. Um, and Gemini is going to be in Gem. Sorry, Venus is going to be in Gemini for th- three months or something, 
which is usually long because she moves through signs pretty quickly. Mm. Um, so this is like, uh, like different astrologers will say different things. My take on it is that this is a profound time collectively because obviously depending on your rising sign, that's going to set up how it will affect your houses and where it's going to work. Mm. Like it's affecting my 12th house and my, um, so the Capricorn is my 12th house. The Aquarius is my first house and, uh, the Gemini is my fifth house. That's where it's all, um, focusing in on me. But, um, that's for an Aquarius rising. But the interesting thing I think about this, these four planets retrograding, because a lot of people here retrograding go, ooh, Mm-mm. like I used to before I started studying astrology because I had no fucking clue. And what I've discovered is that uh, retrogrades are this opportunity for opening up potential and re- like being a little slower about decision-making often mm-hmm. and being more contemplative and more like evaluating things from a suspended point of view. And so- and then also taking the signs into account, like Saturn going from Aquarius to which, which it rules to Capricorn, which it rules, but they have a different flavor. Is this like right now? It just feels like ugh, the world, the systems of the world, the old guard, the everything's shifting. Yeah, everything is shifting, but everything's also grinding. There's a fight, mm. and this year has produced that so obviously. And then with Pluto retrograding, which is you know, a really far out planet in our solar system. It's like astrologically speaking, it's, it is that the covert and overt systems of power and how we relate to those intergenerational inheritances, like patriarchy. Often I think of Pluto and patriarchy Mm -hmm. and it's sliding backwards. There's there's an opportunity now, I think, for activism of all kinds to actually come to a head because there's cracks in everything. Mm -hmm. And then Venus in Gemini and and Gemini, she is like... Venus and Gemini, she wants to talk to people. She wants to like, like, uh, exchange ideas. She's bubbly. She's vivacious. She's like having a great time. And she, and you know what, Kim Fairminer, who's an astrologer who I've done some study with, um, she's based in Brisbane. She talks about, um, Venus in Gemini, uh, like, well, Venus as essentially wanting to harmonize mm-hmm. creatures and beings, right? That's what she does. And so, and so relationships of all kind, Um, whether they're romantic or erotic or friendly or business or whatever. But in Gemini, there's just a lot of, a lot of mercurial wit. And um, like I was listening to Kim Fairminer's um, astrology forecast for May and all these retrogrades. And she was talking about how double entendres are going to be really humorous right now. (laughs) And they're going to save us like little things like that are going to save our minds. Minds. Um, I found that. (laughs) Yeah. So actually (laughs) I'm really happy about this. Venus um, retrograde. I'm really happy about a lot of these retrogrades because they, they turn up in some nice places for me. Mm. um, And they bring me into a place where I can reactivate. um, I can change my habits actually. And I can change my habits. And if I want them to stay, I just have to stick with them. And then when Saturn goes direct again, I've got them. So I can magically work with it. Yeah. But also I don't want to make any like ultra commitments. Like, like, (laughs) you know, don't get married. Don't like, like Venus and Gemini and retrograde might want to do that, but yep. don't do it. Like, yep. wait. Like, yeah. So, so I keep getting the hanged man as well in my readings and I'm oh. like, Oh, obviously. And yep. that just feels like all of that retrograde. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And just the state of things in general. It is a time I feel, I hope, I hope beyond hope that, that everyone takes this breath, takes the opportunities that this like, global disaster has afforded to, sh- to shine a light on all of these cracks on all of the, I mean, it immediately brings to the surface all of our biggest, biggest quandaries, biggest flaws as a society. This is, this is a chance to actually change it. 
moving forward. Yeah, I know this it's is optimistic, op- but if, but there if ever forces. there's been a fucking time, it's mm-hmm. now to see. I think this is. I think in some ways, this what the planets are dancing in relationship to our Earth and 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 just the events that are as above, so below. Like everything is basically saying, and what the gods and spirits are saying to me and my, you know, co collaborators and 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 colleagues. It's like honeys, like <laughs> to specifically to the human species. Totally. Like this is it. Fucking do it. Last fucking chance, But I think it's also like each of us, it's also, we all matter. So it's like we all matter and we all don't matter, but Mm -hmm. we all matter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like, well, okay, what am I as part of, like what am I as an autonomous centre of agency going to commit to in this time Mm. so that I can become a part of, um, you know, local change and and restoration of justice and, and collective movements of sanity. Mm. Um, and by which I mean, by which I mean I, that, that when I say that, I mean sensible sound relating, like which incorporates um, radical inclusivity of mm. all backgrounds of all circumstances. So I use it in that sense, but I'm just, I just think that there is so much, it's so clear. It's so crystal clear to so many people now, maybe more than ever. It's not a marginal thing you know, there is something very wrong. It's been an equalizer. Yeah. And it, it has, you know, yeah, made everyone, I guess, experience a, a tiny, tiny fraction of what it is like to, to live in marginalized communities, to, to be on the fringe, to be unincluded mm-hmm. in, in what we've created for ourselves, this pickle we've bloody got ourselves into and the way that we treat those that, that have less. Yeah. The other thing is too, like you're saying, getting using this time to set yourselves up and get ready for what's coming um, or to lay out changes for yourself and to use this time well, balanced with also understanding that you might need to just build a cubby fort and lay down for a couple of days. Yeah, I think I think laying the fuck down, as I like to call it, <laughs> is a really important practice. And also mindfulness of any kind, mm. you know, by which I mean, you know, the centering and the collecting and the the conscious movement of awareness in ways that serve serve us in all or most of our parts and mm. then bring us into kind of really present connection with everything else mm. that we that we and are going to encounter. Um and it's wonderful yeah. to be able to share things that I know I'm personally passionate about like gardening, like mm-hmm. cooking for others, like community, like learning yeah. these things, everyone, it's wonderful to see them turning to mm. um, and showing how integral and important that is for mm. us. I've met more people in my neighborhood with social distancing in place, walking or in our gardens. Uh, there's been, you know, food and drink given and shared and, and house checks to make sure everyone has what they need. Mm. Amazing. Again, more people than I've ever met in my suburb. Yeah, this definitely has um, created an opportunity for human kindness to mm. manifest itself again. Mm. And it and it is. It has. Yeah. Those have been like the breaks in the clouds, those wonder those things that have been yeah, demonstrated. That has been, you know, lovely. It's been a little silver lining. 
So I wonder, um, like, what I might like to do for the rest of it, because we're just off the cuff here, folks. Like, what we I just would- wanted to get in here and catch yeah, up. Once exactly. we were like, we can come into the studio. Yeah, oh my thanks, god. Um, what I would like to do is um, maybe give some shout outs, like to ourselves, but mm-hmm. to our colleagues and peers and and their work. You know, because a uh-huh. lot of people right now are, are providing services, some that involves money, some that involves exchange or trade, mm-hmm. some that is absolutely free. Mm-hmm. And I think our listeners should totally, I'm watching my bag slowly fall. <laughs> um, um, could actually, could I have it? Cause my tarot cards are in it. Um, uh, yeah. Let's, let's give some shout outs. I do try and flick that over to the Antipodean Arts Facebook, but a hundred percent, we should be doing it more. Um, I wanted to mention some of the podcasts and, yeah. and shows as well Seriously. that have been saving my Those are resources. fucking That's bacon. I mean. Go for um, it, please list them. Number one, and if you know, we're all we're all in this spot right now. But um, I've I've almost wanted to keep this one close to my chest, which is not fair. I should be sharing it with everyone, and so I am now. Um, there is a podcast called The Old Gods of Appalachia. It's the most incredible podcast. It. Um, is a um, fiction. It's a fictional tale that takes place in the hills of Appalachia. There's a mixture of um, real history uh, and real folklore blended in with great storytelling, beautiful music and magic and and critters that we would know. And I can't recommend it enough. Um, the production on it's amazing. And there's a great Patreon and, and lots of wonderful stuff for anyone who can support them. Um, I really, really recommend them. I actually want to have a listening party and have a Gods of Appalachia night, have the bonfire up, uh, have, it, have it playing nice and loud and let everyone sit and have kind of like a – it's like listening to a radio play. Um, it's fucking the beans. So that's my first vote. Gods of Appalachia, check it out. Awesome. What about you? Well, I don't, as you know, I'm funny in that I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, He's so, you're so bad. <laughs> um, but I guess what I'm, um, so the, th- the, 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 the things that, so, so, you know, especially we've had a lot of these people as our guests. So um, I want to give a shout out to Raven Edgewalkers, Green Woman Crafts, um, oh. because they're still going hard. And, and also, can I mention, just following her on Facebook, um, her All posts. The dogs. Well, you know or me Finn, that at Finn, Finn, just I love Finn so much. Yeah. Shout out to Finn, Moose, Moose to Finn. We watch his videos all the morning. The this, the posts and the videos and the content that she has, it just soothes my soul and yeah. it's so beautiful. She shares so much of herself and also the beautiful countryside where she is in Finn. Yes. So yeah. And then there's, um, of course, Lily Collard and Lily Collard. I think it's, I don't know if it's Oracle Tattoo's big cartel, mm-hmm. but if you look up Oracle Tattoo on Facebook or um, Instagram, yes. you will find them. And it's the one based in Brisbane, Oracle Tattoo Brisbane. So that's the amazing shop we've talked about on here before and where Lily's working, uh, Kat, Kel, Taylor. There's all sorts Melody. of- Melody. There's yeah. wonderful folks there. Uh, and you can support all of those artists, the tattoo parlors here in Australia still aren't op- open yet. That's true. But we can support the artists and uh, these magical folks. Correct. They're doing commissions and things at the moment too and taking bookings and for the future. And shirts prints. And, yes, T-shirts. And, yeah. And then there's Lee Morgan who is teaching um, through the blackthornschool.com, um, a course that starts May 18th. 
Um, I think that's the Australian date, so maybe May 19th for some of you. The Great Initiator, Death, Necromancy, and The Witch. So um, Lee is teaching that. Get yourself on that, guys, Shout if you haven't done Lee. a class with Lee before. And what else? Um, uh, <laughs> I, uh, um, Raven Stanfield, who hasn't been on this um, show, but I'd love to get her. She and mm-hmm. I are beginning a six-month um, course called Radical Roots, um, Reawakening for These Times, which which we started planning at the end of last year, but has become so much more relevant. Oh, I love it. Um, and it's a six-month course investigating place, body, time, ancestry, justice, and repair. And it's filling uh, quite swiftly at this point. And we begin next weekend, um, Friday for people in the States where Raven is based and um, Saturday for people where, you know, in Southern Hemisphere where I am based, um, or at least in Australia, because dates and times are different everywhere. Um, But that's um, still open to as many people as want to register. I am also... um, doing something very exciting. I was planning this last year and I wanted it to be an in-person retreat, but I was like, well, fuck, I can't do that. So I am teaching a three month course called the black arts, um, which will begin in August and it will go for August, September, October. And the prerequisite is like, because of the nature of the course, it's for people who've already worked with me in some capacity. So if you haven't, sorry, that's, but that's my prerequisite. And the black arts um, is going to be about, Um, some of the more nitty gritty sorceress um, and kind of mystical aspects of, 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 of traditional and folkloric witchcraft um, that can be personalized to your practice and your court of spirits. Um, So that we'll definitely be investigating and working through um, cursing, binding, blasting, blessing, um, working with the two hands and the concept of the heart full of honey and the head full of fire. And we're going to be doing a lot more technical practice um, with spirit flight, and soul journeying and the uh, based of course on the triple soul and the three cauldrons um spirit negotiation exorcism um conjuring with the triangle and the circle of art in a more folk which way um and working with shape-shifting skin turning um doing collaborative work from afar remote viewing um, there's just going to be a lot of skills, but all based on turning this corner, like uh, witches conspiring to turn this corner, to weave sorcerously, to weave with fate, um, to, to, it's also going to be like a collective working as much as it is going to be a passing on of a lot of experience in law and technique. So that's a very, exci- I'm very excited about that. And I'm also offering just rando two hour workshops, um, like this month, uh, this Saturday, it's the witches Sabbath, um, which is like five to 50 Australian dollars. And I'm doing a free two hour one next month on ritual craft. And then I'm going to do the goddess of the witches or goddesses of witches um, in, in July or yeah, July. So there's just, you know, you can, you can look up my um, Facebook, which is weird W Y R D working um, get a Palmer on Facebook. I'm not very social uh, media pr- uh, savvy, so I don't really, you know, and I have an Instagram, which is, I think it's, I actually don't know what it, I think it's G'day Palmer. I think if you looked that up um, or Fio G'day Palmer, um, but, but yeah, and I have a website, but anyway, so I'm just doing my usual gig, like shooting, shooting hoops, <laughs> um, tra- trying to put up as much as I can that feels sustainable and um, salient for these times. Just been doing a little bit. Just a little bit. I just, I just don't really <laughs> stop ever. Um, and then there's olden ways. Tell us about olden ways. Oh, bless your heart. Um, so we have, well, we've had the time to experiment. Uh, we've uh, both been 
off normal work, if you can call it that, and are both at home. I've been doing some readings, but we've been making lots of goodies and that's been the, you know, very, I mean, it's, it's again, it's been an awful time for a lot of people and I feel really lucky that we've been able to spend a little bit of time together at home at the same time working on things. So there's some beautiful oils that I've been making, some beautiful blades that are coming through. Um, and you should check that shit out. It's so art- <laughs> artisanal. It's like artisanal mm, craft tools. It is a bit yummy. And, um, you know, having the time to experiment with uh, different natural resins and natural dyeing processes and things. So that's been a little bit special. So there should be some yummy things coming out soon. Um, and personally, yes, I've, I've opened myself up to doing readings and things again. So people can contact me, um, online for those services. And where would they contact you online? Uh, just find me on Facebook or Instagram under Brody and Wright or find us at olden ways or the olden ways at gmail.com. Um, I've got a lot of things that I, I want to kind of, get get going in in terms of uh I've been working for a long time on some things that aren't available here so I've been doing my best to kind of procure things and put them together and also been doing a lot of see I didn't think it was inappropriate to put these photos and things up online but Damien did stop me as I was about to post some of the taxidermy and the bone stuff I've been doing while we've had a break mainly because I've been using bats (laughs) And he was like, you know, it's probably not wise to keep posting photos of you playing with dead bats at this time. And I was like, oh, didn't think about that. So, yes, we've been doing some bones and carving work too. So, yeah. There's something that just hit me as well that neither of us have mentioned Mm. is the – and it's really emotional, isn't it? Like – is the closing down of Eclectica. Yeah. The storefront at least. I guess that's what I've – Maybe I'm dancing around that. That's why I sound like I've got nothing to say. I've it's been really, really hard, hard. There you go. Um, obviously, it's not my store, and there is a family that are grieving big time over what's happened, and they've had some amazing messages from the community and people. Um, Crystal Earth is still there. I'll be going back to work next week in West End. So, you know, don't all bombard me at once because it's gonna, it's a small space, but we are going to be reopening our doors. But Eclectica is no more. And I'm honestly glad that no one got to see behind the curtain because it was horrible. It, I mean, as in when we started emptying it and I was there like, you know, mopping the empty floors and stuff, it was really sad. And, uh, you know, I know I don't, you know, I never pry into what the owners would have done in terms of magical work as they left, but I know sweeping the place out on my own that night and um, moving a lot of the energy into objects and saying goodbye to the walls and <laughs> as I wrapped all of the different things individually and it was it was tough and it's a huge, I guess I want to cry poor me at this moment because it's, there's a lot of bigger fish to fry, but um that was my dream job. That was the dream place I'd always wanted to be in ever since I first laid eyes on it. And I really feel as though I just started to get to work there. No, it's not just. I've been there a long time. <laughs> but it felt as though I just finally got to be there and felt as though I was doing the work that I should have been doing. And that place was definitely doing the work that it was meant to be doing in Australia. And so I'm just heartbroken. And I'm heartbroken for such amazing um business owners and people to suffer the way they have. So yeah, 
it's changed a lot and I've had to reevaluate what I'm doing and where I'm, where I'm going and how I'm going to survive. Um, but yeah, so that's been a, it's a huge void and it was tremendously sad emptying it out. It was horrible. And the outpouring of, um, love and support. And I had, Mm. I think I had told Andrea this, but I'm sure many had like, I I have had the opportunity of seeing many occult and witchcraft stores in the world. Mm. And hers is like one of the top three in terms of like layout, what Mm. it's got, the, the, the spirit underneath it, the agenda, Mm -hmm. the, the whole thing. Yeah. And so it's, you know, really intense and I just feel as well and that it will rise in a different form, you know, and mm-hmm. I know that they're going to translate a lot of this onto an online store. Yeah, so you'll be able to, f- I mean, all of this stuff is there and the sad thing was is that there'd just been this amazing restock happened and we'd found things that we'd never had before and so there's all this beautiful stuff and I'm sure that um, I know that a lot of it will be going online. And of course, you can always um, come to see us at Crystal Earth. And if there's something in particular looking for, obviously we'll be able to try and help you. And I, you know, I trust in the spirit of that place and that it it, it hasn't died. It's just transformed. Yeah. We'll see what happens. That's the feeling. Yeah, but it's been a boohoo, man. No, and that's moving real. and moving like I just physically, I was so sore that I just like that I just did lay down and was sad about it for a couple of days. It was good. Yeah, it is good. It's important to actually <laughs> allow that to. And our beautiful wall. That one you. thing I did take photos of is where you and I had written all over the wall. Like I think the last poem was one that you had popped up, and my drawings of the cauldrons and all the sigils above our altar were all still there. So I like got warm water and eucalyptus and hyssop, and I washed down that back wall and then swept it out and. Had myself a bit of a cry. Had a bit of a dance. Good. Yeah. On the, you didn't want to see what was under there. It was it was not eclectica. It felt like a, a really a strange building after that. Yeah, well, and all the shape, the size of it, the dimensions of it, changed. so wrong. It didn't feel. It yeah, it totally changed. There was witchcraft afoot because it never looked like that. I guarantee you that there was like a, a meter missing across the way. It felt as though it, it was far narrower. I don't even know how we fit Eclectica in there. I think it totally was room of requirement shit going on. Yeah, it was wild. I want to offer, um, before we end this call, um, a, tw- a call. See, that's how often I like I'm on it. Zoom. Me too. Uh, um, <laughs> this episode. No, but that's what I like because it's like the the call-in, like uh, hoodoo, root yeah. work hour just makes my life. So I want to um, collect our collective energies through space and time, knowing that time is really loosey goosey. And I'm going, I'm shuffling these Waitsmith tarot cards that are very powerful. And I'm conjuring my attention to the spirit of tarot themselves. And I would like to read about the next, um, like the, the rest of the year. So I'm going to draw a card for June. I'm going to mm-hmm. draw a card for July, August, September, October, November, and December. Love it. So What does the human species collectively on planet Earth, what is in store, what could be um, a great way for Tara to indicate the unfolding of things, what would be most productive and good for us to bring our attention to? Great. There it is. June, July, (laughs) July, August, September. 
October, November, December. Well, that's not fair on our listeners because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to interpret. Okay. So, so here we go. The little groan. Yeah, that's the tarot reader's groan. Um, <laughs> so we have for the, you tarot mancers um, and people who might want to Google these images. So this is the Waitsmith deck. Um, so the four of swords um, for June, which is basically say, it can traditionally mean illness and um, needing to lots of rest, lots of restoration, lots of going within, lots of contraction mm-hmm. um, and laying low. So June is an, a month of laying low. There shouldn't be much movement. There shouldn't be much extra, ex, extraneous effort at all, or there will there's a higher possibility of illness and um and 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 sometimes the four of swords can be hospital visits but yeah basically it's cluing so you in. guys are all hearing that right yeah. stay the fuck yeah. home that's that card is reading us all wear your mask <laughs> wash your fucking hands actually washing your hands is like prime so please wash you your hands always constantly. wash them anyway know, but for fuck's sake i've always been a freak about washing hands and i'm yeah. happy i was now in um in july there's a there seems to be collective grief but what i like about the five of cups in the tarot is that it often you know in the waitsmith there's three cards that are those three cups that are full and there's two cups that are full behind the person mm. who is deep in grief and trying to like in the process of grieving, letting go and, and, and sad, sadness, disappointment. So July is a month of being with that and allowing that to move. But actually the card is saying it's not as bad as it seems. We need to turn and look at the there full is cups hope. and remember yeah. that we still have beautiful full cups yeah. overflowing in our life. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes with the five of cups, cultivate gratitude, connect to yes. your sources of power and inspiration, yeah. dance your grief, Yes, you know, sing your grief. Transform it as we do. Oh, yes. Masturbation is key. Make food with your grief. Make food with it. I think with that one as well, it is about, yes, allowing yourself the chance to acknowledge that cups have been spilled, that milk has been spilled. Mm -hmm. You're not going to cry over it for long. And you must turn yourself towards the full cups. Because if you dwell on the cups that have fallen... You'll you'll also kick over these full ones that are standing behind you. I've always thought of it in that way. Like yeah, you'll miss totally. it if you don't turn towards the gratitude and the acknowledgement of this. You know what we do still have. Totally. And then in August, there's justice. So I think there's a great reckoning um, for the great systems of power. Mm-hmm. There's um, a collective reckoning and an adjustment towards justice as a principle that guides us. And I do think that people w- that several prominent powerful power over kind of people will probably be held accountable. It's going to, August is going to be an interesting month globally around politics. Yes. Um, that's what I see there. And then we get to, um, September, the night of wands. So the night of wands is often very much an indicator of change of energy, like a swift change. Sometimes we see people moving house. Sometimes, sometimes it's a person. If it's a person, it's usually some kind of like really clear, visionary, swift moving, like I've got this, there's a fire in their, in their eyes and in their spirit. It can also, when they're not in complete harmony with themselves, they can be obnoxious and arrogant and self-righteous and kind of knock you over as you go. So I think it's all, I think there's, I think that's like some of the, the, the politicians are like, we just have to ch- back to normal, back to normal, back to normal. And everyone, but actually the night of ones I think is like, actually you activists, you frontline people, us artists, us spirit workers, we need to take the lead and, and carry that firebrand forth and be mm. firebrands in the traditional sense, like irritate the um, the um, the draconian orders, the yeah. irritate those things. We're not going gently and quietly into the night. Yeah, the night of ones. Yeah, she, she, he, they, they are like. They are. They are like, nah, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> yeah, we can't return to normal because there's no such thing. Yeah, and normal was bad. <laughs> uh, it's a fucking bad idea, guys. And then in... Uh, September, uh, June, July, August, in October, there's a lot of reflection. 
So mm. the six of the six of cups is a card that a lot of us will say is about childhood memory and nostalgia, but also it's saying the solutions are in the past. Mm. There is something that has happened, and maybe this is talking about indigenous and primary cultures. Oh, but so there's, much. There's something in the past that you need to remember. It can be about ancestral recalibration mm-hmm. and 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 and, re, and, and uh, kind of ancestral um, soul retrieval. I do think that that people, I mean, that would make sense with what we've sort of seen with people, not maybe not the preppers who've been digging holes and like running around with AK-47s in the States, but people who have been nurturing and fostering old ways of doing yeah, things, totally. old traditions of doing things and found that when, when you know, when, it, when chips were down, that these are the things that got us through this pandemic. Yeah. I see people returning to that even more by the end of the year. And also children. Like yeah. um, paying attention to children, listening to yeah. them, elders and I love children, that. elders and children. Yeah. And then in November, <laughs> it's oh God. It's been a tough fucking year. <laughs> in November, we have the ten of wands. So guys, guys, girls, folks, <coughs> like what what we have here is like we all like by the, by November we're going to be like huffing and puffing and being like fuck that was a heavy load and for some of us because of the way systems of power work it's going to be far more impactful than yes. others and we need to help each other we cannot carry this up the hill alone no. we need to learn what it is that we are carrying and what we need to ask someone else to carry with us we have to shoulder the, the burden and it is a burden together mm. and based on our privilege and our disenfranch like and our enfranchisement and our disenfranchisement if you see someone who you know is suffering way more than you the impact is way more on them and you have some some to give give um, we will only get through this together and we are responsible. Humans are responsible. The 10 of ones is often about what am I willing to be responsible to and commit to personally? And how can I do that also collectively to, ach- to achieve actual change? Do you think part of that as well would be that through this process of isolation and of lockdown, we also know what those staves are. We know what is important. We know what's worth fucking carrying up that hill. Yes, and the other things we're going absolutely. to throw and leave and then we'll throw in the fire, throw in the fire and, and then divvy it up amongst us and we'll carry the important shit up the hill. But everything else, guys. <sighs> yeah, leave it. Leave it behind. What's lovely is what we get at the end. Ding, and ding, and, ding. and ast- astrologically there is in the December solstice this year a conjunction in, in Aquarius of Saturn and Jupiter. So that, that astrologers are looking towards as kind of like very hopeful. And <laughs> what we have at the end of this calendar year 2020 in December is the Ten of Discs or Pentacles, which is often read as wealth, as family lineage, mm-hmm. as happiness inside of family, yep. as learning from ancestors and elders and being in, inheriting past things. Mm-hmm. So also though, there, I think there's a caution with the 10 of discs. Do not reestablish old systems. outworn systems of wealth. Yeah. We need to, we need to completely radicalize wealth, how we think of wealth, how, how we are with wealth. Yeah. And, what it is in exactly. Yeah. And in it, because What's important, with which we're definitely yeah, learning this year. Absolutely. And the Ten of Discs isn't about, oh, I have money. It's about a group that shares wealth. Yeah. So it's a it's and also I just in the Waitsmith, Smith, it's very happy. There's 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 an elder, there's two kind of middle aged folks. And doggos. Yeah, there's doggos, there's a kid, you know, there's solidity, there's um there's something sure. Mm. There's something holding us through. So, yeah, the unity. So I, I actually quite like this. It's a good one. Check. <laughs> Check. 
Okay, lovers. Well, that brings us to the end of episode 25. Thank you for waiting for us and holding out. We have read your messages asking where we're going, what's going on. Um, you know, we are planning to continue holding in there. Um, and, yeah, we'll have a new episode for you shortly. We hope that you had a beautiful Samhain and that we'll probably speak to you again before uh, Yule for us here in the Southern Hemisphere. And, um, yeah, Beltane full of you beauties overseas. Love you. Bye. We lay upon the hill that lay beneath the wolf sky. We felt the dark clouds falling and omen apparition. And with the thunder rolling, how preceded the storm. We lay beneath the wolf sky. We lay beneath the wolf sky. This has been the Antipodean Arts Podcast. Music by Wendy Rule. The song is Wolf Sky. <laughs>